Hello and a very warm welcome to the first of our Fabulous Flowers podcasts. My name is Lucy Nolan. I am a director, producer, working in all kinds of material from short films to commercials and music videos. Um, I have known the most incredible and brilliant and talented florist for a while now. Uh, I am going to introduce you to him next because he's the reason we're here. Um, and with that, and without further ado, allow me to introduce to you the amazing creative floral genius that is Paulie Hawkins. Oh, Lucy, how lovely. What a fabulous introduction. Um, thank you. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. And do you know what? It's fun. We've been talking about doing something flowery, bringing flowers to the masses, as it were, uh, for quite a while. And how funny that, you know, this terrible thing, the lockdown situation has brought it to the fore. So I'm absolutely delighted to be here uh, to chat and bring to those lovely listeners the, 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 the mysteries and the gorgeousnesses that are flowers. That's fantastic, Paulie. And um, in our strange situations that we are in these days, um, having not seen each other for a number of weeks, um, yep. albeit on the occasional house party with a little glass of vino or <laughs> some tincture of choice, um, tincture. we are recording this remotely. But it, you know, so far, so good, I'd say. What would you say? I think it's rather exciting and I'm just delighted to, you know, just because flowers are quite a sort of a, people get scared of flowers. They, and and you just, I just want to bring the confidence of grabbing some flowers, throwing them in a vase, bringing you some tip top tips, bringing my sort of background and vision uh, that I've had for the last few years in my floral um career i would suppose um to to their to, to their homes so i mean i for years and years i've had my own business doing beautiful flowers for high-end parties and weddings and and i have a wonderful team of florists who um are all very obedient and helpful and wonderful armed with their scissors all we look for is a tap when we arrive somewhere um so we do big big parties big weddings all over england and britain and all over the world, actually. And then we do a, a weekly Monday contract round in London, which is going to be quiet at the moment for obvious reasons. But it's just so wonderful to be here. And I'm delighted to bring you some of my tip top tips and floral conundrums. Actually, we're not about to, to solve some floral, floral conundrums. Sorry, wrong teeth. So, um, yeah, let's go. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, this. absolutely. No, that sounds good. Um, yes, it must be strange for you being on regular rounds. I know you go to the market on a Monday morning and collect your blooms of choice um, and then make your way around various establishments, offices and all kinds of places to um, to inject colour and floral magic into their week. And so without that on your list, although it's wonderful that um, I have you with some more time to share with us, um, why don't we, if you're happy, dive into your topic of choice. I know you've been thinking through a few possibilities for these podcasts and yeah. what is your, what's, what's your idea for today? Well, I've got some very exciting things up my sleeve to share with the lovely listeners. And I think today I'm going to talk about, okay, so when you're allowed to go to the supermarket, you're being very careful and you think, well, I want something to brighten up, you know, my dining room table just for you know, your household or your family. 
um, and you grab your bunch of daffodils or your bunch of tulips and you think, well, I'm going to pop those in a vase when I get home. And I think I'd just like to help you make that ordinary bunch from the supermarket or the garage look a bit more fabulous when you get them home. That's a fantastic idea. Um, I myself obviously have to gird my loins um, ready to go to Waitrose <laughs> these days mm -hmm. rather than skipping in with the trolley. It's kind of all a bit plastic gloves and masks. But um, it is one thing I like to do myself on the way out. I award myself um, mm -hmm. a bunch of flowers and it would be fantastic to be able to arrange them, use them and look at them so they look just slightly better than they currently do when I shove them in a vase. Well, you know, they, they're probably a very good Dutch product. So, you know, lovely Narcissus or coming from the Scilly Islands, hopefully some, some British product. But um, lots of it would be Dutch. So beautifully grown, very long lasting. So I'm going to give you some tip top tips to make them look fabulous, last a long time and look really professional and very high end. So... First things first, select your vase. I think open your cupboard, get out your favourite vase that always says, you know, I'm ready. And um, I'm ready. I like that. I'm ready for action. Fill I'm me. I'm ready. <laughs> Fill me with your blooms. Yes. Right here, right now. Right here, yes. right now. So I'm thinking, so, you, so, okay, let's say I've bought two bunches of Narcissus from the supermarket yep. and a bunch of tulips. And let's say they're all white because I'm being a bit stylish. So I've got my white tulips, my white Narcissus and... Is that is that a good of... thing to do then? Is that a good thing to do to aim for one color just to just go for for white or as you say or pink? Is that yeah, is that a good thing to do? Yeah, you could do if you're feeling a bit stylish. White's always yes. very stylish. White and green. But if you're feeling Love a bit it. jaunty and jolly, you know, go clashing. Um, it's really up to you. It's like choosing a handbag or a bottle of wine. Go for go for what's Love sort it. of like you know floating the boat at that moment. But I'm going to go classy and sort of a bit sophisticated with the white situation here. So I've grabbed mm -hmm. my my bunch of tulips my bunch of white narcissus and um so i want to make them look amazing so for me the key word is foliage 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 so not everyone has a garden but if your neighbor has some nice shrubs or you've got some nice shrubs in your garden just pop out there with some scissors snip a few bits um and then when you get them back to your vase strip the lower leaves off we don't want to see leaves in the water they will make the water go manky lovely word manky manky water we don't mm. want it soupy or nasty so strip the lower leaves off and if it's a woody stem cut the stem up up the um up the actual stalk so you're splitting the stem so it can drink oh, more so you're water. going sort of um vertically up the stem as yes. opposed to snipping the bottom off horizontally got it well you're doing both you're doing both because you want to ah. um, you want to improve the water absorbing cells god i'm so scientific there um, <laughs> so um so you're, look out brian cox paul is absolutely, here absolutely mm. so you're snipping the stem up and snipping the stem at the bottom to get as much water up that lovely woody stem you've got mm -hmm. to do that with soft stems Don't don't do that with the, with the with the lovely tulips or the narcissus. Just this foliage. So you foliage. get your foliage in the vase and be quite free with it. You know, think everything's wonky in nature. Don't be too prissy with it. Just be brave. Shove it all in in an artful way. And as I always say, get the shape of your foliage right, and your flowers will follow through. So get the shape. Go a bit kind of ad hoc. You can sort of do a bit trailing down the front, a big bit at the back, um, and mix up your foliage. Mix all your greens together. Dark green. Uh, uh, lime green um so don't be worrying about ooh, that, ooh, those greens you know so get your greens together and i think look out of the window any old window look out of the window onto any landscape all greens go together um when Brilliant. i used to work at um, colfax and fallon my boss always used to say it with a decorative scheme 
greens go together because just look at the natural landscape anyway so you've got your greens in the vase your foliages mm -hmm. and then just put the put the flowers in but put them in in groups think how flowers grow I'm getting quite excited about this um think how flowers grow they grow in groups so drifts and swathes so put in three tulips together in one bit and then sort of five narcissus at the back and then jostle it around and just be brave don't be so be scared of the flowers get them all in get the grouping really sort of heavy swathes through so five at the back five at the front and then mix it up shake it around a bit and don't be too worried about it being sort of not the perfect arrangement but and and, and then and then bob's your uncle and then I, I just think that's the way to do it. Just make it really easy, simple and casual. Is the mm. word, I noticed I notice you're saying three and five. Um, mm. And I've heard you refer to blooms, flowers, stems in odd numbers before. Yeah. And yeah. there's a reason for that, I assume. Well, I just think things look better in odd numbers, mm. florally speaking. So, mm. um, you know, if you had four, I don't, they sit strangely. Yeah. Um, and also I suppose it... Hmm? makes it look symmetric and we don't want it to look symmetric you're trying too hard to make it balance whereas an, a maybe an, an uneven number is easier to make it look better completely and if you look at nature nature gets it right just yeah. look at a tree and that's why people, you know, when people do bonsaiing they're trying to knit and you know form a little version of a big classic classically shaped like oak tree um hmm. and so i think with this you're trying to just don't try too hard odd yeah. numbers heavy heavy grouping you know, yeah poke in three or five stems in one go, um, pull your foliage out and think of the middle as your focal point, your star mm -hmm. performer. So get the really delicious ones in the middle and then the ones to the edge can sort of droop out and flow out. They're your supporting, supporting cast. I yep. love it. I knew you were going to say that. It's one of your favourite, <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. I love it when you say I'm that. Glad you asked. Glad you asked. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, so <laughs> Touching on the foliage again, mm. um, assuming that, uh, you know, we're doing our sort of one form of exercise and going out to the shops once every now and again. Mm. Um, if we can't get our own foliage from the garden or from a local allotment or wherever we have to hand, um, there are, I think, a few options when you buy flowers. You can also buy a bit of foliage or or some kind of greenery when you're in a supermarket mm. or mm -hmm. a garage, or perhaps could one select another bunch of flowers that has some greenery in it? I'm just thinking of a way of finding the greenery if, if we don't have the gardens or it's not out um, to get the green stuff in, as it were. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, I yeah, that's, you know, but I think you need lots and lots of greenery to make yeah. it look really high-end and professional. It's all about foliage at the moment, lovely greens, nature, you know, the, the healing gorgeousness of the of the natural landscape so i think um if you can just chat to a nice neighbor um obviously not getting too close um yeah. and if they're doing a bit of trimming maybe trimming some shrubs that is my dream you know trimming, to get trimming. some really yeah. beautiful um lovely sort of eucalyptus or any any sort of specimen shrubs that they might be doing a bit of gardening because everything's starting to grow now so people will want mm. to trim and and prune so um, I think if you can talk to a nice neighbour and um, ask if you can have a few stems of their lovely foliages that they don't want anymore, Leave that's it on the, the doorstep. way forward. Pop it on the doorstep, get it in your vase with your lovely bunch of flowers from the supermarket or the garage and you'll be amazed and just, just go a bit wild and, and sort of enjoy it. That's the thing, enjoy it. So to recap, we're looking at 
trying to select things in one color because and white obviously being currently on trend but one mm. color probably would come through stronger and look a lot nicer amongst that foliage than a sort of mixture of, of different colors well mm, yes and no i mean if you want to go for that really sort of high-end interior yes sort of yes. glossy magazine look then the white and green all the different greens and the white very crisp very clean very Perfect. sort of sophisticated but but i think you know i love a clashing color so a hot pink and a yellow and yes. you know some beautiful oranges and reds fabulous together Sounds so good. it just what, whatever takes your fancy really and then in terms of positioning, if now that we have our um, our vase or our jar jug or, or the um, selected item filled with beautiful flowers and some gorgeous foliage, any tips mm. on where to, to pop that, where to where to sit it to get maximum effect? Well, OK, we have there are lots of different arrangements, what I'd call an all rounder. So if it's going in the middle of a table that you can see it from all the yes. way around, that would be called an all rounder. So you want to make sure that everyone gets a little glimpse of flower all the way around. But if it's going against a wall, that's that's what I'd call a front facer. And a front facer looks fabulous and it's backed against the wall. So you haven't really got to put anything around the back. It's a bit like a kind of, can I call it a floral wonder bra? It's kind of pushing everything forward. <laughs> Love and everything's that. looking rather kind of, in your face and a little bit yep. kind of going forward. There's nothing at the back there. It's all forward, all so that's what a front facer is. Um, but an all rounder is obviously you, know, you you sort of need to see it from every angle. So um, so I, I would bear that in mind when when placing it. But um, I think you know for the for a kitchen table, keep it kind of casual, keep it flowing, and and don't be too don't cut them too short. That's a mistake that people make. Um, cut them too short and looking a bit sort of too fiddled with yes keep them loose keep them open and flowing um and also tip top tip stick a little bleach in the water mm. but obviously tell everyone in the house there's i mean literally half a teaspoon that'll keep it um sort of uh, clear not make it go mm. soupy unless you're mm. coco chanel whose butler used to change the water every day and cut the stuff lovely um, sadly but, not but sadly we're not coco chanel we don't have a butler um yes. so yeah, that yeah <laughs> yet so that would be my, but 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 changing the water often is good, and cutting the stems again to improve the um, water absorbing cells. And I assume that also means that they last for as long as possible. Cutting the water and cutting a little bit off the stems, just cutting to... the water, cutting the stems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cutting the stems, fresh water. That's freshening even. the water. Freshening, yes, clean water, clean, clean vase, clean, clean, clean. Um, and. You know, I, I just think it's a lovely thing to do. And I mean, another time I'll be telling you how to make a, a hand-tied bunch so you get these lovely swirling stems under the water. Mm, lovely, that real professional lovely. look. But um, I think the garage flowers, pop them in, be brave, bit of foliage. The foliage makes them look professional. That, that's very that's interesting. What that's what I'm getting at today. Lisa. Yeah, no, totally. I think that that's that's good to know. And it certainly has given me a lot more confidence when popping to Waitrose later under lockdown with my mask. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I shall come back with um, renewed energy and uh, a bit more knowledge on how to make those flowers look the best they can in the vase. Well, that's brilliant, Paul. Thank you so my much. Pleasure. My pleasure. Um, now, one of the things we are going to do every week is we are going to introduce um, floriography. Now, floriography... Mm -hmm. As um, as you know and I know, um, but as our wonderful listeners may not know, is a Victorian term um, used to describe the language of flowers and how flowers were used to send secret messages, 
between people, sometimes between um, lovers, sometimes between warring factions, depending on the colors of, mm. of the, yeah. So each week we'll pick something and we will look at how that um, message can be sent or how it's referred to throughout millennia, the use of flowers and symbols and all this, that and the other. But don't you just love that? The fact that you know, those Victorians were actually, I mean, they created many things, didn't they? But how to send a secret message in a little tuzzy muzzy, a little tuzzy muzzy, which is a tiny little bunch that you'd attach to your wrist. If you're walking, yeah. I'm just sniffing my wrist there. Um, it when you're walking through the smelly Victorian streets, you'd have a little sniff of your tuzzy muzzy, which would have a bit of rosemary mm, or a little bit of, you know, a pretty little kind of a delicious freezer or something scented that would um just take away the nasty smells. But apart from that, you could make a little tuzzy muzzy to send to somebody with a secret hidden message, and I think that's fabulous. Oh, that's great! I know, I love, I love that. <laughs> Um, so with that in mind, I know mm. you are going to select every week. We're going to have a floriography fun fact. I'm feeling like yep. we need to have a... I know. Get your trumpet out, Lucy. Let's get your try... go. Mm, I'm trying not to get my trumpet out before six. Um, so <laughs> I think let's let's go for our floriography fun fact. And let's do that. Um, let's do that you right go, now. Paul. I'm, I've got my right. listening ears on. Right here, right now. Well, today's floriography fun fact. It's all about the tulip. So, obviously, a very seasonal flower, and I'm all about seasonal flowers. Um, who wants to see peonies at Christmas, quite frankly? Um, um, so, tulips, me. tulips, not me for sure. Quite depressing. It's like asparagus at Christmas. No, no. Um, no, 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 no. So, no, no, no. So, tulips, we love a tulip. They're crazy, they're mad, and there's, you know, you pop them in the vase and they just do their thing. And they've got such a such a huge sort of everyone knows about a, you know, what a tulip looks like but they've got a massive backlog backlog is that the right word back catalog i think oh, i hope not word. yes but... that's better <laughs> nobody likes a backlog come no, on certainly <laughs> not no not to be sniffed at no yeah. no but do you know what i have to say the history of <laughs> the history of the tulip unbelievable fortunes gained and lost in the in the netherlands over the centuries um and they you know they were used as currency once upon a time. They were wow. absolutely the, the the thing. I mean, you know all about tulips, Lucy. And you know, the thing is, we're, I could bore you forever about their incredible sort of un, 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 unending sort of fabulousness over the centuries. But, but their meaning I want to talk about today, their meaning, they mean, the tulip means perfect, enduring love. Oh, love lovely? that. I know. I oh. I know, I like an R. Uh, perfect, um, enduring love. And also, strangely, weirdly, they are the symbol of the 11th wedding anniversary. There we are. Did oh, you know that? I, I did know not that. know that. No, no, no. But they did originate in Persia and Turkey. But um, And then obviously went to the Netherlands, and that's where all the markets crashed, and mm. people sort of lost their houses and livelihoods over Gosh. single... You know, there's that story of a man who accidentally thought one was an onion and chopped it up and ate it and <gasps> lost... You know, I... <laughs> All that sort of thing. But the, my favourite tulips are the parrot tulips. Those wonderful oh, yes. shaggy ones. Shaggy ones. And lovely Emma, who's one of my team, she was telling me today, do you know why those shaggy ones came about? No. Um, hundreds of years ago, they got a terrible... Sorry, banging the mic there. Um, keeping it professional. Um, they got a terrible... Um, what's it called? Blight. Blight, that's the word. Yeah. Um, and they started mm. getting a bit shaggy and weird and um, parroty. Um, and... 
Oh. People loved them and they caught on. And that's how the parrot tulip started through a little mistake, a, a twist of fate, a floral fate, twist of floral fate. And now we have that beautiful, you know, shaggy ones. You see them in Dutch still lives doing that. I have some in my garden, actually, and literally a couple of days ago, they've come into bloom. And I have, um, yes, yeah, some red and white parrot tulips. Oh, that's so beautiful. Um, which, yeah, which are starting to look rather fantastic. In fact, I might even use some of those for my um, arrangement for the week after your oh, very helpful with tips. A bit of oh. I know you've got some foliage in your yeah. garden. I have. I mm-hmm. have got some foliage. So, um well, that's fantastic. That's a great fun fact. Tulips love it. Mm. And especially the red ones mean enduring love, especially. Um, but yes, just wanted to say the tulip, fabulous seasonal flower. Go, go and get some from wherever you can, if you can, and pop them in a vase with some lovely foliage. That's a great idea. Yep, I am on it. Um, and so we're now, funnily enough, drawing to the end of our first podcast. It's gone in a flash. I don't know how you feel about that, Paulie. Oh, it's been wonderful. I've really enjoyed it. I know, me too. So before we disappear, I wanted just to touch on the flower of the month because I know and you know that just like a birthstone and a star sign, each month um, has a particular flower alligated to it. And um, in our first episode, with um, with three weeks in lockdown on Corona, um, we've already had three weeks of April. But what is our flower if we were born in April, Paulie? Well, the flower if you were born in April, Lucy, is yes another ro- roll of the drums. A roll of it the is, drums. It is the lovely daisy, the Aww. daisy which sort of has such a smiling, innocent face. It sort of says cheery. Um, you see fields of them, the lovely white little petals with a lovely, yeah. beautiful, sort of cheery yellow centre. Um, like at the beginning of the good life. Do you remember? I do. And what does it does it symbolise anything? Is there is there any kind of any message with that, Daisy? Symbolizes purity. Um, true love and innocence. Oh, so how lovely. That big smiling daisy face. And there are five common types of daisies. Um, and the, the petals ranging in colours from white to pink. And then that lovely bold yellow centre. Um, mm. And they're just, you know, they come up every year. They're a fabulous herbaceous flower. And I think that they herald the start of spring and, and mm. well, last well into summer. Um, Wonderful. Brilliant. Lovely flower. Wonderful. So April daisy. That's lovely. Love daisy. it. Well, there we are. That that pretty much just about wraps up our first Fabulous Flowers podcast. Um, Really hope you've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. Have you enjoyed it, Paulie? I've absolutely loved it. And I hope we've brought a few little floral gems to you, listener. I th- I'm sure everybody will be rushing out now to Sainsbury's or Aldi or Waitrose other and supermarkets. other supermarkets are available or even their corner shop or their local garage. Beautiful. Or blooms. If- some quickly quickly sorry quick one some garden centers are doing things online if you can support your local garden center that would be lovely too perfect ed very very well put so until next time um i think i'm gonna say goodbye uh you can say goodbye paulie goodbye everyone ah goodbye everyone bye